Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Again, joined by our N- NBA playoff expert. Thanks for having us back. Zen back. I, I, I appreciate it. This is been fun every week. The Zen Master to Nebraska. And what are we smoking today, buddy? We are smoking the Illusion Pride, but as you say. No, it's Prive. Okay. Do you see that little accent on the E? Mm-hmm. Above the E? That's why you know it's Prive. Oh. The Tilby. That's the proper term for that, right? See? Everybody knows this. Illusion Prive apostrophe. Prive. Okay. Illusion Prive. There you go. Look at you. All cultured. I'm shit. telling you. Cultured up. And it is... Uh, it was released in 2016 at the IPCPR trade show. That's the convention trade show in Vegas. And, you know, as all industries, we choose Vegas for our industry trade show. Am I enough? Is this podcast co-hosting and producing a cigar and sports wagering and poker podcast enough to justify me being in the industry to go to these special industry events? We could even do more than that. We can get a booth there and broadcast there and blow and, everybody And up. just just record, just stockpile, record yeah. everybody that walks through that works. Everybody that walks through... <laughs> Jonathan Drew walks through from Drew Estate. We'd be like, son, you gotta call son, a, you need to come talk to us, son. You got to call a friend or something and make this happen, bro. Okay. You got connects. Let's well, go to Vegas. And it's in Vegas. Uh, yeah. What so, were we talking about? I got distracted. Yeah, you said <laughs> yeah I know. I did too. Oh, the pre uh, The pre cigar. The pre uh, Nicaraguan. It's, it's with a C. Do not. There's no comment needed after this. But when, that's one of my words, okay? I always have a problem spelling tomorrow, and tomorrow. I always have a problem saying Nicaraguan, because I always re- replace the C with a G. I know, I heard you. And I, I say, always hear you every time it comes up. And I say, <laughs> that this isn't the space for that conversation. It is. You know what I'm saying? I said no comment was needed, yeah. but <laughs> we're moving on. Yeah. We got the, uh, it, it has a, it's a Piro, Nicaraguan Piro, uh, with a Corojo wrapper, the binder filler is also a Nicaraguan. It comes in a San Andreas Maduro wrapper as well. Is that what we're smoking? It looks... It... No, this is definitely going to be... This is not the San Andreas... Oh, I'm wrong. This is the San Andreas Maduro wrapper. Um, so, yeah. Look at me. I was wrong with that. I've been hanging out with you long mm-hmm. enough. I'm learning something. But, you know, I was wrong there. But it's it's new. 2016, and this was a limited edition. It was released as a limited edition to certain cigar shops because, you know, I brought this in. I wanted to keep this for the podcast so I could tell you. You wanted me to bring the one-off in. Yeah. And it is a great cigar. Yeah. Um, but we got to make room in the humidor. I mean, you saw you saw how many boxes yeah, so I, un- so I many unloaded boxes. today, right? Yeah. So it actually worked. I'm making room. I'm, ma- <laughs> <laughs> I'm making room. I'm making room. And yeah. hopefully soon we'll have, because with the one-off, um, you have to, uh, you, you just have to bring in 
a certain amount of the line of so, the other of the other offerings by the by well, the company. Well, the one off is it's uh, they come in different sizes and things like that. So they want you to you know display it properly. So they want you to bring a decent amount of sizes. That whatnot. makes sense. So we just need the room. That's all. Nothing holding us up. It's a great, great cigar. I smoked one, and it is that one off. Yeah, I love it. It's really good. Yeah, everything you said in you a know what I had yesterday. Oh, should I let you finish talking about this cigar before I tell you about a different cigar I had yesterday? I really like. Um, sure, I'll finish. Yeah, you finish. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yesterday. Um, I have been holding on to this for maybe a year and a half or two years in my humidor because I have a friend who's a big Red Sox fan. And I've been, this actually kind of ties into what we were talking about last week about athlete-owned cigar companies. Yesterday, I tried one of the Big Poppy cigars, the David Ortiz cigar. And literally, the whole time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And when I put it out, somebody asked me how it was, and I was like, I could literally smoke another one right now. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. It was a really good cigar. I really liked it. And you smoked one yesterday? Yeah. I had been sitting on it. You know, my friend who I had been holding it for, who's Mm -hmm. this Red Sox fan, doesn't really smoke a lot of cigars. Mm -hmm. And finally, I was just like, you know what? Like, he won't even appreciate it as much as I will. He's glad he smoked this thing. (laughs) And it is, uh, it was great, man. It was a really good cigar. So let's get David Ortiz now. Well, you know, funny you said yesterday you smoked a David Ortiz. Because I did, yesterday... I didn't smoke a David Yeah, yeah. I mean, Big Pop. Yeah, 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 the Big Pop. Because yesterday was the very first time that I smoked one. No way. It is. It no, is. You're full of it. I'm dude. dead serious. Just like... It's just got, like him, it's got him on the, on the thing doing like, you know, when he... Yeah, yeah, yeah doing yeah. that. It was good. It was a good cigar. It, it, it the taste wasn't overwhelming, but it was just enough on the palate to make it work. It was interesting, um, but it wasn't. You're right. It wasn't. It was like, it, like I said, it was. I could smoke another one. It, was like, it could be a great everyday cigar. Yeah, I actually. How come you had one yesterday? Um, because the. Uh, well, I guess the guy who uh, the grandson of the guy who blended it oh. is uh, came by. Oh, that's cool. Actually, you he didn't left. get him to stick around today and come be a guest well, on the podcast. Well, that's the thing. They said they love podcasts. So the very next, the very next time, they're gonna do. They they do wh- wherever they go. If they find out there's a podcast, they call and yeah. check out. So I told them about it. They downloaded it yesterday. Checked the. That's email. awesome. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. We really appreciate them downloading the podcast yeah. and they listen to it. Obviously, Absolutely. in fact, we don't say it often enough. We really appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. Everybody. If you could please tell your friends, it means a lot. If you can rate and review on iTunes and all that stuff and download and share. and I, There's all kinds of other terms I'm supposed to say, but mm-hmm. all those things are super important. Like, I didn't realize that they really mattered. You know what I yeah. mean? And now I'm learning that they really <laughs> matter. So please well, help what? us out. And we're really appreciative well, of it. Reason that you know, so he, he stopped in, yeah. And so I had this idea, right? Let's do a sports section of the humidor. Now it's going to be a very small one because you got the Mike Dicka, yeah, you got the uh, Ocho Cinco, Ocho Cinco, you got the uh, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis, John Stark, John Stark's number three. You got the big poppy, like we big poppy, the conversation, and then the chef, chef field. Yeah, I knew there was a chef field one. You know, uh, my every time his name comes up, my dad is like, "Hey, he lives right around the corner." Yeah, oh. they they live in the same area, <laughs> Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then right, I mean, if our listeners know of any other sports iconic, oh, I bet you there's a bunch. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure that there's more. There's probably like. Like collaborative ones or like limited edition runs that are by brands you already, you know, like the Rocky Patels who Mm -hmm. did the Ray Lewis. Like, you already carry Rocky Patels, you know. And if you were to reach out to any of the the brands that do one of those, you're like, hey, we have a little one shelf, is all the different sports ones. I'm sure they'd send a couple boxes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. There's a George Foreman one too, right? I don't know. That's pretty cool. There's a George Foreman cigar. There is? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a Lennox Lewis, Lewis one, I feel. Or there's, I've missed, I think there's a Lennox, Lennox Lewis one. 
There's I'm another sure. boxer. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's George Floyd. Maybe I'm, I'm confusing them too. You know, we were talking a few episodes back about a Michael Jordan cigar. Yeah, the 23. Yeah, the 23. <laughs> that would just be... Oh, we'd be rich. But you want to know why he would never do that? Because he likes smoking too many other ones? No, because he sells too many uh, shoes to people under the age of 21. Oh, legitimate point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too many shoes. Can't tarnish the brand. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's adults that buy Jordans as well, but come on. There's probably... I know when I went to school, geez, you know, I mean, tons of kids where, you know, oh, did you get the new Revolutions? Did you get the new, you know... Oh, that hasn't changed. You're yeah. right. The Jordan brand yeah. probably sells more in kid sizes and, like, smaller adult sizes for, you know, right. for teenagers and stuff right. like that than anything else. I would think so. But, who knows? Yeah. Zion Williams is coming out, so... That night, that Nike shoe is gonna break the bike. Yes, it is. It's gonna be a big one. Um, we're speaking of big shoes to fill, let's mm-hmm. talk about football players. Professional segue. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> did you? Um, it didn't seem. Did it didn't seem stressed at all. You. It just. Worked. I'm just trying to make yeah. it happen. Go ahead, go ahead. Zion got big feet. Football players got big feet. Let's go. There draft. we go. NFL did draft. Did you pay attention to the NFL draft at all? I did for bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, Was it weird not having a Bears pick to like? Keep you engaged on the first. It was maybe the first two rounds, right? Because, yeah, yeah. But well, you got Khalil Mack. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, it's a pretty good, pretty good it, deal. Isn't it for like the next five years? <laughs> yeah, you extended him when you got him. So yeah. No, I mean we gave up that many first round picks for him. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a bunch of picks. Two first round, two two separate year first round picks and two second rounders or something like that. It yeah, was it was, it's yeah. four or five picks. Yeah. But I mean, he single handedly won a couple games for last year. Oh, like, yeah. he, oh he made you all. He, he had a pick, a conversation. He can do it himself. He he put you guys. He put you over. Mm-hmm. Like, you were already building a good team. You already had a good defense. Right. Mitchell Trubisky seems to be good at not making mistakes, yeah. which is a great first, you know, like, strength for a quarterback. Like, yeah. Classic Bears quarterback. Don't, yeah. don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let do it for you. <laughs> no, let, let, our, let our field goal kicker do it for you. Oh, you see. Well, if, if do it is blew it. Yeah. I mean, if do it is lose, you know. Well, that was David Blue. I know. I tried. I tried. <laughs> it, didn't really, it didn't really work. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. So, what about any highlights from the draft from you for for you and me? How about the bet? I mean, I know you guys are talking around it, but how about oh, the I was bet? Wrong. Yeah, I was yeah. And then and, and cost me. And and the Broncos got Drew Lock in the second round. Yeah. Why did yeah. they pick? That, that perplexes well, me. Well, they don't have a backup, right? They have five quarterbacks signed on the on. Not signed, no. but that are on the roster right now. Five. Who? Paxton Lynch isn't coming back no, here. No, no, no. They, they have five quarterbacks. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, why? The, the, I, mean, I thought they just had Flacco, and they needed a backup quarterback. The, well, whatever. The Broncos do, are going to do the same thing. The Broncos are just patchy holes. They're just, like, it's they're a just good, band-aid I mean, quarterbacks. Flacco has a band-aid until what's-his-name is better. Is at least to help Drew until, until he's ready. <laughs> well, the point is, it's at least a plan. All right? It might yeah. not be a good plan, but it's a plan. And there are some teams that don't even have one of those in quarterback. Buffalo Man, those guys are those guys are throwing passes in practice. They're not really quarterbacks on the roster. <laughs> Kevin Hogan isn't going to start any games for you. Buddy. Garrett Grayson and right. Drew Locke. Have you ever heard of Garrett Grayson before this very moment? Kevin Hogan might start games if, if the Flacco po- gets hurt. Dude. The point is well, Flacco, needed, uh, Flacco needed a back backup, mm-hmm. and Drew Locke in the second round is talent for uh, to drop to the second round. Like you have first round talent in the second round pick. Like that's a great pick. They did a good job with that pick. So he was he was key for the first round. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. supposed to be a first round pick. Yeah, that's um, why I liked the bet. Yeah, was because I thought for sure he'd be in the fourth round, first round, and then I also thought Will Greer would be because mm-hmm. because I just thought teams would reach for the quarterback. Will Greer's a pretty good quarterback, and he's gonna be. I'll tell you what, that was smart by Carolina to pick him up in the third because Cam Newton 
has he like alternates shoulders surgery on the right shoulder surgery on the left shoulder surgery on the right like that's gonna catch up with him mm-hmm. at some point we it actually did to. we actually did really well in bets though right like that's the, the only the quarterback one that's the only bet I made <laughs> so oh, I did horrible I won I won the top ten pick traded yeah that was big because the, the Broncos because the Broncos traded down Broncos mm-hmm. slipped in at the, at the ten spot and yep. traded it. that and also I I don't really like to give too many. Compliments to the Broncos, but that was a good trade for them. Like they got extra picks, and they still who, they, who did they get at ten again? They traded no, they down to twenty. Traded down to twenty, and they, they got, got some extra picks, and uh, they got a, a tight end that is from right, Iowa. Right, 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 right. Is, they can't block anybody. And well, right. they're not going to use him to block anybody. They're going to use him to catch passes. He's going to be more of a Shannon Sharp wide receiver than a blocking but tight end. But their whole offense is designed they're about how trying to run the ball. They have a brand new offense. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they talk about. Is how the Broncos want to get back to this run the ball and control and control thing. Well, and then Flacco they, throws. Flacco has a gun, all right? So they're not just going to do that. They right? throw a deep ball. But yes, That's they're going to throw the ball a lot. But like what the re? I mean, yes, they're gonna run. I mean, excuse me. Let's, yes, they're gonna run a lot. But like the best weapon you can have is a receiving tight end out the run. Or you know what I mean? See, like, oh, just kidding. I don't, see, I don't like the, the the Drew Lock pick because if I was the Broncos, they're gonna lose Chris Harris, their best corner, and they could have taken Greedy Williams at that same pick. Sure, a lot of teams passed on Greedy Williams. I think the I think the Buccaneers should have got him. Although I really like the the Bucks went. Fucking five rounds of, of defensive players before they picked an offensive player. Well, the Devin White picks a good pick for the Bucks too. Yeah, he's a monster. He's we're, a linebacker. I mean, we're in Colorado, so we're you know we're talking Broncos just a little bit here. Oh, but, but but the question is, this is what I think: Who is your best offensive player on the offensive side of the ball? Um, Cortland Sutherland, Sutherland. What's that running back? Sutton, that Lindsay or, or Phil Lindsay. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those two. I think it's Philip Lindsay. But what I like about Philip Lindsay is he can also catch. You don't just have to hand it to him. So yeah. you can incorporate him into like a screen flat right. kind of game. That's the other thing that that tight end is good at. Like I, I don't think it's bad. Who's <coughs> person? The Broncos have had much worse drafts than this. Yeah, game. yeah. I guess you know. And they have extra picks and. One of the picks they got was in the second round, which they then traded up to get Drew Locke, right? Drew Locke, I, I right. believe. Yeah. So I, you know, if who knows if three years from now Drew Drew Locke's a, mm-hmm. you know, borderline Pro Bowler, like hey, they had a good draft. It's tough to like. Broncos to go six and ten at best. <laughs> right. It's t- probably, but it's tough to like. It's right. Now, it was a couple days ago. Like, how the fuck do I know if they did well or not? You know what I mean? That's true. Like, I was the guy who was fucking on the Ryan Leaf side of the argument with Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf. Right, right. So, like, what do I know? You know what I, mean? I said, pick Jamarcus Russell. He throws it 80 yards from his knee. Right. I didn't know that he liked sipping syrup. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a little too much. But I get it, man. All these guys have been tackled and shit. Their bodies got hurt. Like, I get it. And I'm, the, I'm the guy that it. fell out of my seat when the Bears picked Mitch Trubisky. You know? I said, Mitchell. <laughs> okay, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, 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 Mitch. It's no, he prefers Mitchell. Oh, it's easy to say Mitchell. Is, Tra- is it Trubisky or Trubisky? Is there an N? I don't know. Is there I, an N? I I, I, I oh, Trubisky. I think. I think there's an N. I think there's an N. I don't know. Trubisky, maybe no. Maybe know. maybe no N. But I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Before the draft, I never even heard of. Yeah. I mean, all the court. Well, the quarterbacks that were supposed to go in the first round during that draft, right? And when they said the uh, the Bears pick Mitch Trubinsky, I said, "Who the heck yeah. is Mitch Trubinsky?" Well, I mean, you're not watching ACC football. I happen to watch a lot of ACC football because I'm a Florida State fan. So I was on. He'll tell you. I was. You might even remember. I was making money on Duke almost every weekend. Like <laughs> I think this quarterback's really good. That the Giants picked, and everybody's like. No, what are you crazy Duke guy? But like he's he threw a nine good interceptions against Arizona or I, Virginia. Yeah, that was the only there was nine, that and two one other nine interceptions. Yeah, there in was one game. There was that. Well, they were throwing a lot. So mm-hmm. is there an end? No, no end. Trubisky. 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 Got Trubisky. it. Trubisky. Got but it. Daniel Jones. Daniel Daniel Jones is um, 
from Duke is like I think he's a great quarterback. I think that he didn't have a ton of a ton of weapons at Duke. Get some, but um, good coaching. Like he had two bad games last year where I didn't cover. And I, I covered beat the spread almost every other game. I think that he looks like the guy that would play Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton Manning. Yeah, on Lifetime. Sure, <laughs> I didn't see that. He was same he coach. You know, he comes from that same coach, and I like him too. <clears throat> Um, so was Kyler Murray really? I mean, was he was was he the ace one from the beginning? You, you know, oh, what, they, they were going to pick him number one, he, he but should, I don't he think he's number one baseball. Yeah, <laughs> no, he'll do fine, but I don't think um, I don't think he was the number one pick in the first round of the draft. Good. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than the other quarterbacks, though. Right. I right. like the guy who's coming out next year from Oregon. Herbert, 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 something like that. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert. What, what about the guy from, uh, is it Clemson? Or, uh, yeah, he's like 12. He's a baby. Lawrence, but he'll be, he'll, he can come out after next year. But next year's only his second year out so, of high school. Oh, that is his yeah, second year. He can come out as a sophomore. Oh, yeah, you can come out after your sophomore year. Yeah, you can come yeah. out next year. That's what Jameis Winston did. Yeah. And Tua, obviously, come out next year. Tua comes Tua out next comes year. Tua comes out next year. Maybe that's what the Broncos are doing. They're just sabotaging shit. So Man, I think maybe John Elway is going to purposely tank so he can get part ownership in the future. Decrease the value of the Broncos and then get ownership. Brilliant. Well, I, I mean, like those shenanigans. It's John, I don't think John Elway's smart well, to do that. Any other... <laughs> I think he's just bad at his job. Any, <laughs> any other NFL draft thoughts? No, you know, I always pay attention to what the Patriots do. Because you can say what you want, but, you wanna... but the way that they go about approaching, you know, you know, if I was, if I was, you know, a GM, I would, I, you know, I, I'd go back over the last nine years and just look last how 20. they pick, <laughs> what they 20, did, 20, yeah. <laughs> huh? last twenty years probably, yeah, last they twenty years, really, really well, and know? really just look at what they what they did, you know. And I know it's a system that you're bringing them into, so it's not just the pick. It's, you know, but good grief. I mean. Kind of went off brand a little this year with that 6'6 yeah. six, six wide receiver or something. That's oh, not their style. They no. like the little guy. Yeah. Well, the one more thing about the draft is uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, he it's, fell. I mean, he fell really far. Seattle's a great place for him. But They'll let that him guy be is incredible yeah. athletically. Athletically. I mean, he must not be able to cut. Like, he must just be fast in a straight line. Because, mm-hmm. like... Or else he would have been the number one pick. Or else he would have been the number one pick. Right? Yeah. Like, he must not be able to cut. He's like Calvin Johnson. Or, like, he can't must. remember what the what the formation is. Like, somebody <laughs> must have to tell him, oh, you're off the line on this play. Or what? You know, like, something. something because yeah. he... Uh, or maybe there's some sort of... I don't know. Maybe there's just some, uh, some other negative that I don't know about. Because he seems athletic as fuck. Has he quality. seems like Calvin Johnson. But has the quality of like wide receivers and maybe running back? I think Gurley. Gurley went number two, two or three, somewhere. two or three. Yeah. But with the exception of Gurley, and I, I mean, you think back in the day, right? Wasn't like wide receivers in the first round, like yeah, wide receivers and running backs, and running backs. Different and I game now, but yeah, it's like game. yeah, you know, I don't see as many well, now take, edge rush now taking a, a running back in the, er, in the early first round is is bad like man. like blasphemy. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah, it's not a good business decision. Well, what, you well, want what? edge rushers and you want linebackers. Mm-hmm. You want offensive tackles. Like that's where the value is. You can get a a running back that gets cut from somebody else's team, and if you have a good offensive line, you're mm-hmm. you'll get your first down. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you don't need to give twenty million to a running back. Anymore. Also, this is the first year since nineteen sixty two that a Nebraska player has not been drafted. At all? Not yeah, a single not Nebraska. One, not one. Broke wow, the how's, really? How's that make you feel? Broke the streak, man. Broke the streak. But a Husker has Who has played in the Super Bowl for whatever, twenty six consecutive years. That's pretty fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. But yeah, first well, time, first time the Huskers have had only that one pick. Florida State guy in the first round. If no Nebraska players were drafted in the first round, it would be a lot more. No, in, in the, all the rounds, at, at all, no at all, player drafted at all. There will be a lot more farming that's done in 
Nebraska. Or oh, maybe oh, everybody yeah. went back. <laughs> went back to school. Maybe that means they're going to be even nastier next year because all mean, their senior, they'll have senior leadership and nobody left early. Well, the you know the the uh, the underdog pick for the Heisman Trophy is plus eight hundred. Adrian Martinez, that's your quarterback. Hmm. Mm. Next year, good. Yeah, you got the right coach, right head coach for a Heisman run by a quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he's the kind of guy that if. If, I mean, everybody else has to play well, too. Everybody has to play well. But he, if you give him weapons, he can coach a quarterback on a Heisman campaign. He's going to get rushing yards and passing yards. He's going to have, I mean, if they have a good season, they'll have crazy numbers. Huh. You know, Are so, you going to put a little something on that? I, I, yeah, I'm going to for sure. I bet you are. Nice. You know something I, I watched today? Hmm. I said, let me watch this, right? I mean, uh, you know, basketball is more my sport, you know, my, my forte, but... The thing is, is this. I watched Detail. What's Detail? That's the Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, uh, the breakdown. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant. Oh, the ESPN Plus uh, content <coughs> that you show that he's doing on the website, on the ESPN website? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's called Detail, right? Okay. It's interesting. What is the format? Like, is it... So, interview? it starts out and does the whole intro, and then there's two lines. This uh, show is not for debate, and this show <clears throat> is not for entertainment. Those are the first two lines on every episode. Then he goes in, and what he does is he dissects how they can get better after seeing what they did. Who's they? Uh, uh, every... <clears throat> Every episode he does someone different. But is it always a basketball player? Yes. I think he broke down. Was it James Harden? Oh, he did. He did everybody. Yeah. yeah um, uh, was it the recent uh, one? The Greek Freak. Harden, yeah, James Harden. Um, all of them. So it's just Kobe breaking down film on on different NBA players. Correct. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. It it, it is it is because see like um, the Greek Freak. He, that's one I saw today. Right. Yeah. And he was saying, like, okay, now when he comes around this cut, he actually goes to the open space. Instead of going to the open space, he needs to go back into his defender because the the path to the pass is still open. So cut off the defender, create a bigger open space, so when you catch the ball, you have more room to operate rather than going to the open space and then let the, now you got body on you, you know? Just, this is like when you hear a really good poker player talk about another really good poker player. I mean, yeah. Like, this is interesting. Yeah. There's something I haven't heard since, you know, I played basketball was, um, you know, you know uh, Hartford, right? Um, he was like, you know, he's... Horford. Horford. No, Horford. No, no, Horford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Horford. Yeah. Horford is my insurance bill I got to pay also, after this podcast. Also, very nice right? city in Connecticut. It is. Yeah. Shout out to Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> and to my insurance company, my check is in the mail. But the point I'm making is, is he was saying how he's old school, right? He says, just watch him, watch him. It's like he's gonna keep an he's gonna keep an elbow on him at all times. He said, and you know it was crazy because he was watching him, and he did. He just boom, he just kept kept an elbow on him, kept an elbow. And he was like, what's that's gonna do? Is he can tell you know his body if he if it shifts, and it also feel it, can yeah. keep him. Slightly off balance, just enough, you know. And those little things, he was like, "Okay, now watch." Uh, and all of this stuff is happening to you know the Greek freak, and he's like, "Now watch." He's going to keep that. He's going to keep that knee right up into the back of his thigh, right? He's going to keep that knee. Now, what you got to do instead of getting off balance is you got to sit back and sit down and keep your balance, but sit on that knee and make him react and move back. Don't you know? You don't want to react and come off balance catching the pass, right? Yeah. Little stuff, and I was like, okay, now that a lot of the stuff he was saying was freaking ingenious. Yeah. I was like, wow, this they could watch this show in the you know because when you think about Jordan, Kobe, and whatnot, and those type of players, the, all those little things that he was talking about, I could, I was like, man, I could see. Because now he's got more space to operate. He's got more space that he says, 
don't let them come to you to put on the body. You put the body on them, so then you have more space. You know, like you're passing to me. Somebody's on me. If I come up to you and catch the ball, yeah. now this guy is right behind me. But if I keep this body and then you throw the ball to me, now I got it and I've got this space to operate. And then you know, especially if you got five foot arms. Exactly. You know? exactly. <laughs> You know, yeah, that makes a, that even There's a YouTube effective. channel called uh, B-Ball Breakdown. There's a Twitter mm-hmm. page also. And it's these old coaches that do breakdowns of games and stuff. And they talk about a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like offensive sets and how just mm-hmm. the minor, like the little minor details, mm-hmm. body positioning, yeah. core spacing and stuff like that. It's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. um, let's start with that, with that matchup. Celtics and Bucks. That first game might have surprised some people. Didn't necessarily surprise me, but might have surprised some people with the Celtics pulling off, not just pulling off a win in Milwaukee, but like they didn't steal it. Like they like won that game. Al Horford or or Hartford, Connecticut, whatever. You know, Al Horford, um, he's actually from Miami. I I should have made the joke that he was from Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, He, uh, I think he's from Miami. He definitely went to Florida, University of Florida. But he played great defense. Like, he shut down Antetokounmpo or limited Antetokounmpo yeah. better than I'd seen anybody Giannis, do. Giannis was 3 of 17 yeah. while, mm-hmm. while, while defended. Which and is amazing because he can, put the, he can put the ball in from anywhere, it seems, right. most of the time. Right. And, 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 you and know, Irving played great. You right. know, they got yes, him, he did. You yes, know, he did. That, but that wouldn't have been enough. And, and you know, it and, was the defense on, on Antetokounmpo. And you know what? That was the breakdown that Kobe did on the show, right? And what he was saying was, it wasn't just Al Horford. It was it, when when he would pop out to catch the ball on the wing, you know, it was the help. All five people were looking, ex- I mean, were zoomed in on him, you know? And what he was saying was... All five defenders by, of Boston? Yeah, all okay. five. They, they, they all, it's like the defense was centered around him. Right, and then they would send someone down to you know uh, just to fake in on defense, and then come back, fake in on defense, and come back. They had all everything firing, everything firing. But I tell you what, if anybody had half of a you know basketball brain as Kobe Bryant did, they will see that, and they're going to be major. They're going to cut the passing lane a little shorter. They're going to they're going to do things that are going to because if you do that with anybody. You're going to contain them a little bit, but listening from Kobe Bryant's standpoint, it's like if you're, you know, the Greek freak, hey, there's things you can do to, you know, to, because you think about it, uh, Jordan, Kobe, uh, the, the greats, right? There's a, there's just something about the way that they do things when they catch the ball, when they, when they pass the ball, different where they catch the ball, things like that, and those little, just a couple of steps Couple of steps this way, couple of he was like, Don't catch the ball this far up. Okay? This is where they want you to catch it. Catch it closer down towards you know, down towards the the uh, um, the baseline. That way they have to when they draw help, they have to and when you spin, they have to come a long way in order to uh, to double you know defend, but if you catch it higher up towards the post, those little little small things they were talking about. Hey, if you're the person that's standing out while you know the Greek freak has the ball, guess what? Don't stand in eyesight of your defender. As soon as he turns his head to look to look down at uh, at honest, go behind him. Take one step behind him. That way he can't keep looking at you and look at him at the same time. You know, those little small things. Yeah. And, man, I, I, that's what I was saying. Well, they need to just, like, listen to go. They may have because they made a bunch of adjustments and came mm-hmm. out last night in game two and crushed. Yes. Uh, you yes. know what I mean? And, and yeah. did exactly what they're supposed to do at mm-hmm. home. But Brad Stevens is a great coach. Brad Stevens yeah. is a great coach. And, the, and that just points out the, the change in, like, like, the difference in styles of team creation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Milwaukee got their stud and built a team around them, yes. which enables a team like Boston, which isn't about having one dude in a team around us having multiple talents, right. like Philly, like Golden State, like Houston. Right. All those multiple talents can focus on that one, on the one primary player on, on the Bucks, for example, or 
any other team, you know, Detroit, you could talk about Blake Griffin, you could talk about any of these teams that have one star. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you can you can take them out their game now. Like you said, there's there's adjustments you make game to game. Like that's why mm-hmm. they play multiple game series. You know, mm-hmm. and they really came out last night and played really well and 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 crushed. Well, it all centers around um, how do you say? It? Okay, I'm Anton Tukumpo. Anton Tukumpo. Pretty close. Okay, it all centers around him. So yeah. Those little adjustments, by making those adjustments, I mean, you, you got to react. Yeah. You know, because Horford, you're right, played great defense. But I'm telling you right now, one-on-one, he's so, not going to stop. He's not so going to stop. So the question is what happens, because obviously, like, we're here talking about gambling. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen in game three and what's going to happen throughout the rest of the series? Um, I think the Celtics win game three. In Boston. In Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's what the spread? I forget. Uh, I haven't even looked yet. I think it's two. Or I think like Boston minus two. Yeah. It's going to be close, I would assume. I don't think it's going to be. I imagine I imagine the Celtics still win the series. Or that, that, that game one win demonstrated a lot to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it demonstrated the, the benefits to having Brad Stevens. Right. You yeah. know? Right. right. I mean... Brad Stevens is impactful. I mean, Popovich obviously lost Game Seven in the Nuggets, but the coaching aspect of the NBA playoffs really yeah. it shows it means a lot. We talked about that last yeah. week. Like those are the two best minds in the game and, right now. And the Spurs are not the Celtics as far as talent. Yeah, no. Yeah, could you imagine if Popovich had that oh, talent? Oh, oh, they yeah. yeah. They used to. Who they used to? They yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. The Celtics yeah. now are what. The Spurs were six years ago mm-hmm. when everybody was still in their prime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. Look at all those weapons. Weapons at every spot. Talent, right. vet, talented, and season seasoning at every spot. Right. You know what I mean? It was a really that was you, what they're striving to be. Well, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate to, I hate to say that a single player can have an impact on a great coach's career. And I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything that will, will rewrite Popovich's career. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm talking about moving forward, right? Utah Jazz. Um, Jerry Sloan. Yeah. Great coach. However, there was this point guard who for some reason, I just thought he was a straight, you know, horse's butt. For, I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? You know, he he got him fired, right? And Darren Williams made, you know, he 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 kind of messed with Jerry Sloan moving forward, right? I think that um, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, I mean, um, Popovich did all the right things, right? He. They got the right player. Every you know everything. They the team, even though uh, uh, Duncan re, you know retired, everything's moving forward. And then all of a sudden, um, I just don't want to play here anymore. Yeah, that's kind of. I think Not that's. I think it's a strange sucks. thing though. Like I don't know what Kawhi's reasoning was. Everybody thought he wanted to go to L.A. or something like that for this big market thing. And then he went to Toronto, and he seems happy in Toronto. And like, I don't know if he's going to sign there again. I don't really expect him to again, you know. No way. But yeah. He won a championship but, in with San Antonio, you but, know. I mean, they obviously have some beef against, you know, they they some they don't get along. And, like, it's the same as, like, when you mentioned Patriots earlier, uh, with Belichick, they mm-hmm. had, well, what's the, the uh, defensive end? Um, oh, wow. They traded the Browns. Went from the Eagles yeah. to the no, Chandler Jones. Browns. So Chandler Jones got traded to the Browns. They oh. do a lot of deals with the Browns. But actually. but he wanted he he wanted he mentioned to the media that he wanted to get paid and and uh, Belichick was like, well, cool, go be paid by the Browns. I'll see you later. People leave teams, man. Not everybody. And and man, I can't promise you that if I was, I you know I don't know what it's like to be a black man in America, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that being a black man in Salt Lake City isn't that much fun. Like, like, I get it, man. And and not everybody wants to be coached by like a seventy year old that he's like back in my day kind of kind of head coach. This is how we were. 
We, we ran the, the pick and roll for 20 years with Carlos Stockton and Malone. Right. You know, not every, like, they never won a championship. He doesn't have that much credit coming into the locker room. Like, this is how you win. Yeah, but that's not the way, that's not because of the way they play. I'm, no, my point that's is. That's because of one person. Well, it was a couple Jordan! years. Jordan! Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he pushed <laughs> off of game six. I mean, he pushed off of game six. The point is, like, but if, if a man don't want to live in Salt Lake City, I can't. I, I get it. Kawhi Leonard was in San Antonio. San Antonio's a great city. I mean, but the, the big part of that is maybe they just I've don't get along. I don't know. Like I've had coaches in my past that, that, that I just don't. I just didn't like. Yeah, man. Sometimes yeah. you just I don't just like your coach. Like, I, I got you. I got you. I, sometimes I just, you don't like your boss. Just take it on a on a on a more. I got you. Re, like there's a lot of people that don't like where they work, man, and they don't mind the job they do. They just yeah. don't like the office they have to go to. Like I got you. Let's go to the next series okay. in, in the East. It's a. Uh, Philadelphia and Toronto, because we kind of already went there because we mm-hmm. started talking about Kawhi. Yes. Like, that first game, man, the Sixers played really well. But it felt like Toronto was not going to uh, gonna mm-hmm. let themselves lose another game one the, kind of a thing. Man, as and, far as, like, the body positioning and how mm-hmm. the, the Raptors played flawless. Played really, they, yeah, played flawless they were just game. focused on where we have to break this narrative. And it seemed to me like they put so much energy into that that that's why they lost game two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like there right. was a residual thing. Again, I was I was right on both of those. I love this NBA shit. And like I've been doing very well. Um, like that, it just seems like they... You know, sometimes like when a team is down 20 points and they bust their ass and bust their ass and make it a four-point game... They expended all that energy just to get it close again. That they they don't have enough energy to then push over the top and win the game. End right. up losing by twelve. You know, mm-hmm. like it was that kind of a thing where they expended so much energy on on that first game, that game two. Like they didn't have it. You know, in game two, it, the, a couple of shots too, like a couple of sh- key possessions where Reddick would hit a jumper, and Kyle Lowry went down and hit a three and a little like leaner three pointer. And Reddick comes right back down, hits a little wiener three-pointer, and then Lowry goes down and tries to do it again and misses. And Reddick comes over and gets an open jumper and hits it, and it's a six-point swing. Reddick's focused right now. That whole, that whole, I don't know if you guys were watching game one when he mm-hmm. started the second half. He came out, drains four threes. Bang, 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 bang. And then gets elbowed in the face a couple times. And he is, he's played really well in game one, played great in game two, but he is... Dialed in. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He seems to not really enjoy being on the court mm-hmm. with the Raptors, and he had, you know, you don't see it always in basketball players nowadays. Mm-hmm. But he seems to have that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, like he's been he's been the playoffs every year of his career, and he's the most playoff experienced player. Yeah, by a long way. That's and that's a big that's a big factor for. I mean, I know the Sixers have been a couple years in a row now, mm-hmm. but. Like, he's a winner. Like, he's yeah. a proven winner. That was a great addition to that team. Or that's a great, well, base of that team. You know, part of the basis of that team. Like, they're, they're I like that roster. Mm-hmm. I think that the Sixers can win that series. Mm-hmm. So, we're, so we're going, I mean, we both picked the Sixers last week. Yeah, I'm with And them. I think Greg is on the other side. I have it. I have a, I have a, a bet on the series. Like, I've been all in on the series. Okay, okay. I'm all, I, I got a Philly guy that we talk every mm-hmm. day about gambling. Like, I'm in on the... I, like, I like that. My my whole point last week when we were talking about this round two in the East, at least, mm-hmm. was that all four teams could, could win the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah. they're all good. Yeah. So are we all going, the underdogs of the series, the Celtics and the Sixers for both series? I think so. Both no. of them stole one of the first two games <coughs> on the road, and and now all they have to they've stolen home court advantage. All they have to do is win their home games. Right, right. I this is this is you know, the way I look at it is I say okay, the best because all teams have pluses, minus, pros, cons. Mm-hmm. You can look at it on a chart, look at analytics. You can do it all, do it all, right? But I look at all four teams, and I said. If there was some sort of a game where all four teams were playing at the same time, what Wait, does this game have four hoops? Ooh, it's kinda, I like this. It's kind of like it, four uh, it, multiple it, level. It's chess, like an right? X. It's like an X sized court. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I like this game. A whole dude. new wow. That's did you, see, did you see the other day in uh, in in the Philippines? They did a three man or like a six man UFC fight or a MMA fight. 
Really? Oh, oh yeah, I all saw at that. once. I saw that. Oh, it, it, it was crazy. brutal. Looking. Yeah, it, it was great. Like and they were like, really fighting. Well, it, it looked like, like tag people, tag it looked tag like people were getting. Couldn't somebody get broadsided? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was happening. You'd be like locked into something with one guy, and they they get a little closer, you just get a quick punch yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was like the WWE Royal Rumble. Oh, it was like it was the for real, but for MMA. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Whoever came up with that, that's so, a great idea. So you don't think that who who do you think is going to win the Sixers between the Sixers and the Raptors? Um, I think the Raptors. Okay. And I also believe that the Raptors are going to come out of the East because it boils down to who's the best player on the court because the teams all have when you balance it out, they're just one so, is a little bit better than the other in it's certain areas. It's a tried areas. and true formula. You when you're picking a, when you're picking an NBA series, which team has the best player? And tried and true formula. And I think coming out More of the East right now, Kyrie Irving. I mean, um, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the best person playing in the East. Cool. I'm gonna put in the sound effect. Oh, well, let's go to the West Coast. So if you guys are ever in Colorado, Denver, Colorado, the Capitol Hill area. Got just the place for you to spend your time. Capital Cigars. There are tons of cigars to smoke. There's tons of booze to drink. Just really a great place to spend an afternoon or an evening. Stop by 919 East Colfax, Denver, Colorado. All right, Western Conference. West Side? (laughs) Oh, that's funny that you just did that, man. Look at this shirt I have on. West Coast. West Coast. Oh, nice. Yeah, tattoos. Yeah. I'm like, what am I looking at? Yeah, you're looking at a, a, a fat ass LAS. You know, yeah, you know, LAS okay. with a West Coast tattoo on either side of the thumb. There you yeah, go. Yeah, this is actually part of a very famous um, collection of photography by a, a, a very famous Californian photographer, and this one clothing label just turned turn the whole series into t-shirts. Actually, I have another one of theirs too. But um, yeah, Western Western Conference. Yeah. Um, should we? Let's start because of the personal interest. Let's yeah. start with the Rockets and the Warriors. Okay. Um, a lot of drama, mm-hmm. but like no real surprise, the mm-hmm. Warriors won the two in the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. I suspect Houston will win win two in Houston, and somehow this is going game seven games. Yeah. Right? They, it's, it makes too much money for too many people yeah. to not have seven games on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not saying that the fix so, is in or anything. So, let's, so yeah. let's talk the whole hardened foul thing, jumping forward, a three pointer thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know who the all time leader in four point plays is? Larry Johnson? Jamal Crawford. I was way off. By a long ways, he's the leader in four point plays in his career. Mm hmm. But he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He, he's done this. He's done that whole jump forward his entire the career. Forward, really? the oh, yeah. forward thing. Reggie Miller did it. It, it, it goes all the way back to World Be Free. Mm. That's who, who was the first one who really did it way back in the seventies. Get the call. Well, one of the classic like vid, like you know the highlights is is Reggie Miller with the mm. legs up kicking the Knicks players and shins and stuff mm-hmm. and getting fouls called in the playoffs. And Reggie Miller, Miller has said it in interviews. I got that from watching old film of World Be Free. Yeah, like, this isn't sense. like a new play. Mm-hmm. So now there's this whole controversy that, you know, they, they have to give the guy a place to land. Well, mm-hmm. this, and then it's supposed to be the NBA's new rule this year is if you don't give the player a space to land, then it's a flagrant one. They never call that, obviously, because mm-hmm. you call him flagrant ones every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, every yeah, yeah, yeah. Harden's main <coughs> point is just he just wants the game called the same in the playoffs as it was in the first week of the regular season. So if you're going to give him the foul call early in the season, be consistent. But we know that's, that's, not, how it, it's not, that's not how the NBA has been the entire existence of the NBA. Regardless, or as far the, as I know, the game, the game evolves. The game, it's not what it used to be. There's no more hand-checking. Like The game evolves, you know, and the fact is... With the, new, <laughs> with the new math and the new and the new approach to it, three pointers more valuable than two pointers, etc. Mm-hmm. What they have learned, the other value to the three pointer is that when you take a three pointer, there's higher likelihood of an offensive rebound mm-hmm. than on a two pointer because it's a longer rebound. It's mm-hmm. a longer the ball comes off further, right? Mm-hmm. So it comes back to those guys that were out there shooting the three pointer and other people yeah, out there. Yeah, you see Capella and Draymond but getting still, tons of offensive boards. Long, long ones, yeah. you know. But still, even with all that factored into the value of the three-pointer, the newly understood value of the three-pointer, 
the best best shot you can take, analytics, you know, based, right, is a free throw. It's a free throw. It, for more often than not, the guys that are getting fouled are actually automatic when they get to the line. Harden is doing his damn job. He is going out there and either getting a three or getting to the line. Or like like that's like if the math tells right. you if the math tells you that go get fouled, mm-hmm. you know, take threes, take more threes than mm-hmm. twos, and get to the free throw line as much as you can. He's like the perfect player for today's math and today's new NBA. You know? From a free throw, you're shooting 70, 80, and 90%. Yeah. And from any shot on the, you're 30, 40, or 60. 60, that is awesome. You know what I mean? And so it just, it just makes, like, his game seems to be the most, the term I was thinking earlier, like, the most informed. And annoying. No, like the most informed <laughs> game. You know what I mean? He's taking all the stats into play. Oh, he he has the right people. He's listening to the right people that are saying the right shit. He definitely mm-hmm. takes advantage. He definitely d- does his, his due diligence to study video and take advantage of how things are called. And I think it's smart, and, and I like watching it. But he, you know, he's, great. he's amazingly good. But you know something that's changing as well that I think might affect his style of play is the size of the point guards entering the league. Yeah, the fact that the big biggest guys have the range to come out and defend. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Well, because if you're going to give them that foul, though, you can't defend a three-point shot because you have to give them a two-feet yeah. space to lay it. So you have, well, to, you well, have to be from me to the wall. Yeah. You know, like. well, well, yeah, if you're 6'2", six, 6'3", six, 6'4", yeah. But how uh, the the point guard for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers... Ben Simmons? I think he's 6'9", six, or something. 6'9". That like can that. change or alter a shot from yeah. two feet away or three and feet away. And it's not even just the point guards. The fact that Kevin Durant is yeah. supposedly 6'10", really 7 feet. We all know he's lying about two inches. Yeah. Like, he he's athletic enough to come out and defend. We actually talked about this a couple weeks ago on a podcast where mm-hmm. in, in today's, like, when you go into the NBA draft, what you're looking for is the big man that can hit a, hit a deep three, hit a three-point shot, and defend all five positions. Mm-hmm. If you can find a big guy that can defend all five positions, that's what you need nowadays, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And it's positionless basketball. Yeah, it's a, it's and lots of threes and, and positionless basketball. So, again, we saw Warriors win the first two. Who do we think is winning game three, and who do we think is winning the series? I think the Warriors. The Warriors win the series. Yeah, the Warriors. I don't even know if it goes seven. I think it, I think the Warriors might win Game Four and lose Game Three, and then just might be five games. The Warriors are the best team. Wow. I mean, the Warriors are consensus are going to win the title. I right? certainly hope they go six I, or seven. Did, did the Warriors drop a game last year to the Rockets? Yeah, they went they to seven games. They went to seven last year. No, I mean in the first two. I'm sorry. I, I think they I think they did lose Game Two. They lost so. Game Two to the Rockets. I think last so. Year. <laughs> that didn't happen this year. No, um. <laughs> I hope it goes seven games because I want. I think it could be a slugfest, and I want whoever does come out of that series, presumably the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I want them to be banged up and tired. Yeah. You, you kind of noticed that Kevin Durant is a lot more serious the last few games. Like he is really, he's really yeah. getting after it. He, like mm-hmm. he kind of, he this had this comment about year. he had a comment about how the media needs him more than he needs the media, mm-hmm. and then he went out and scored. Fucking thirty-seven points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's incredible. What about the Portland and Denver series? Because that's the one I care about. I mean, game game two starts in an hour or so, yeah. right? And and the Nuggets cover the four tonight. <laughs> I like it. And we, they probably drop one in Portland. Might win one in Portland too. Win one, win one, lose one, and split in Portland and win in five. Uh, I I think him. I think five is a reasonable thing. Uh, yeah. I think if it goes six, then Portland wins game six and goes seven. Nuggets so, win seven. Nuggets' best chance of making the NBA Finals, in my mind, is them getting out in five, right? Getting out and getting mm-hmm. that extra day off or two. The Warriors-Rockets going seven. Whoever wins is a little beat up and has the short turnaround. Mm-hmm. So we can steal game one. Mm-hmm. So what you want to happen is... The Nuggets, the Nuggets to win everything. Five games. Yeah. And then Curry and Durant to have somewhat 
serious injury problems that don't keep him out of the career, but they earn him for a series. Steve, I, and then the Nuggets can beat the Warriors yeah, right. without the two best players. If we're going to play the Warriors, <laughs> maybe one of them can, like, you know, squeeze the other one's wife's ass or something. They don't need to be hurt. They can just mm-hmm. be mad at each other and play bad together. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. But I want the Warriors to get out the seven with the Rockets and be banged up and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And the Nuggets steal game one and then win the home games and go to the finals. We need Steph Curry to develop a serious statementism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, basketball is awesome. It is. There's two other things we got to do real quick. Two other sporting events this weekend. One is the Wells Fargo Open, or whatever it's called, out in North Carolina, golf tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm in dire need of a top 10, top 5 performance, so mm-hmm. I'm just going with the stud. I'm going with Rory McIlroy, playing really well this, so far this year, and he just demolished that course last year. So it's tough to win the same tournament two years in a row, but when you own a course, you own a course. So, mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Golf's out of the way. I'll go with DJ this week. Okay. Golf's out of the way. The Kentucky Derby is this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know shit about horses. Mm-hmm. I know that it's the greatest all-day party sporting event, sporting event in the world. I know that. <laughs> Once again, I'm not going to be there, and it bums me out. Next year, like, let's get this podcast to the point where we can do the podcast from the Kentucky Derby next year. Because that would be awesome. Be really all right? Cool. We'll tow the trailer there. We'll set up out front. We'll party it up all weekend. Like we'll make a we'll make a weekend out of it. We'll put a satellite on top of it. All that. We'll have a lot of fun. We don't need a satellite, but we'll just put one up there. Just to, so, so that we can we also did. watch basketball yeah. in the trailer while we're up there. That would, that sounds awesome. I don't know like types of horses or ages or lineages or trainers or any of that. But let's look at all the names because that's how I pick my horses by name. There's 20, there was 21 horses, but right before we hit record, the favorite for the race, Omaha Beach, has been scratched from the race. So there's only going to be 20 horses. So I'll read all the names. We'll each pick the horse we like, and then I'll tell you what the odds are for your horse to win. Because we're just going by name anyway. Okay. Okay? It's the true degenerate gamble way pick horse anyway. Just the names, okay? <laughs> Here we go. War of Will. I want him. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. No, number two, tax. Number three, by my standards, not B-U-I, B-Y. Number four, gray magician. Number five, improbable. It's probably it's not a very good name for a razor. <laughs> number six, Vacoma. Number seven, maximum security. Number eight, Tacitus. Number nine, plus Q parfait. Number ten, Cutting humor. Number 11. High cow. Heichel. 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 Something like that. <laughs> Number 12 is Omaha Beach. That was scratched. Number 13 is Code of Honor. I almost made a very bad joke. Number 14. Win, win, win. <laughs> Who are they trying to convince? <laughs> you got to give your horse a win, win, win. I'm not betting on you. All right, just saying. This a drastic difference between win 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 and improbable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. Maybe we should do an exact. Okay. <laughs> Number fifteen, master fencer. Number sixteen, game winner. Number seventeen, roadster. Number eighteen, long range toddy. Number nineteen, spinoff. Number twenty, country house. And number twenty one, bot express. Boat ex- bot ex- boat express. Something like that. Any of those names jump out to you guys? Who you like? Pick everybody. Pick one. I think I'll take game winner. I think he's my guy. Five to one are his present odds. That's I, think a, I think you got a good chance of winning. What about you? you any of those master names? of War. Master of War or Master of Will. Oh. Number one, Matt War of Will. Oh wait, there was a Master. You're right. Where is it? Where master. Oh. Hold on, I lost it. I put two horses together. Came up with a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Code of Honor. Master Fencer. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Master Fencer. Of Fencer or Fencer? It just says Master Fencer. 
Master, yeah, master fencer. That's I kind of right. like that. Or or the guy who sells the stolen goods. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fencer, yeah, yeah. That horse is from Japan. Came over to run. Fifty to one. You got your money on the long shot. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I'm gonna go with code of honor because it reminds me of one of my favorite jokes. I, I took me a minute to get what you're making a joke and then I, I cool. said it. then I then I immediately got it because if you can't go in her then you yeah, go on her right yeah yeah um code <laughs> of funny. honor yeah uh it's fifteen to one well, that's a pretty good one number thirteen the thirteen slot so mm. hopefully one of our horses win. You do the trifecta and go and, one, two, three. Yeah. Oh, I'll do the Cornella box of our three picks when I go. Because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the OTB joint probably Thursday or Friday so that I can beat the rush. What's the and place? have a couple it, takes. Red Marys? You know that? Place? No, that place is closed now. No, I, um, I go to uh, the. I just go to the Celtic downtown. Oh, nice. oh. They moved to a different part of downtown, but they still down in the basement. They still have the OTB. But you, they still sell cigars, so you can't smoke them there anymore. But they still have the OTB in the basement. Mm-hmm. The we, the years we went to uh, Red Mary's or whatever it's called. Red and Jerry's, Red and I think Jerry's it was called, when we pulled up in the RV. And that was the, so much fun. We yeah. had a great time. So I used to, a buddy of mine and I split a big 32-foot, like, drivable RV. Mm-hmm. Right? That's cool because people can hang out while you're driving. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, people can hang out in it, whereas my trailer, people can't hang out in it. My, but the trailer's really nice. Mm-hmm. But... We would, like, for example, that in that situation, it was great for tailgate. Mm-hmm. And we we parked it on the side of the building, and we were just going back and forth, like, partying in the RV, going inside, placing bets, oh, wow. getting ready for the race. And we bet on almost every race that day. Mm. You know what I mean? But I'm just going to go get my tickets and then watch here on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. Game winner. I guess I'll have to put some bucks on it, too. Yeah, you'll have to. Um, all right. I think that's everything. I think so. Um. What's your Twitter Twitter handles? Uh, at tr Cullen and Instagram. Uh, Timmy Nebraska. All right, we are bet your ash pod on both, and you can email us at contact at bet your ash. And yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks for having me back, fellas. You gonna like come back again cool. next week? There's sure playoffs. I like the a couple playoffs. more weeks. I like it. Yeah. All right. Boom. Talk to you next week. Episode 25 next week. It'll be fun. Very bald. Yeah. 25. Oh, yeah. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawaii es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español.